You are listening to the Balkan Bread Podcast. This is a podcast created to connect diaspora worldwide by sharing each other's stories. Welcome to another episode of the Balkan Bread Podcast. My name's Amina, and thank you guys so much for being here. So if you guys are new here and you just stumbled upon this podcast on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, just a quick little intro. Balkan Bread is a clothing line dedicated to preserving the diaspora stories. So I think this year it's definitely become more than just, you know, shirts with cities and sayings on them. It's really turned into this amazing community of people and, you know, it's taken other forms too, um, other forms of storytelling. So this podcast being, you know, one of those mediums and it's something that I'm so glad I started. I thought this was actually kind of a silly idea. I didn't think anyone would even care what I had to say, quite frankly. So the fact that this has grown so much, you know, within this past year means so much to me. And yeah, I'm just grateful that you guys are here and that you're listening, whether you're a new listener or an old listener. Before we get into today's episode, I do have a couple of announcements, so just some things that are going on in our community that I think you should know about. So the first one being the Diaspora Conference. So the dates have been released for 2020, and the conference is going to be from June 5th through June 7th in Los Angeles, California, which is so freaking exciting. I am pumped. I've never been to LA, so this is going to be super fun time. No other details have been released as far as I know. However, the dates are up, so definitely mark those off on your calendar and start tracking your flight because I just did that the other day. Okay, the other thing, kind of random, but kind of amazing, and I really want to shout it out. So on Thanksgiving, I was in Missouri visiting my mom's side of the family, and I remember waking up one morning during this week, during the break, I went on Facebook and literally found out that my cousin is the lead singer of Milligram. So if you guys don't know who Adi Shosha is, I don't know what to say. You might be living under a rock. I have no idea. So Adi was actually on the last season of Zvezda Granda, and he ended up getting very far in the show. Even though he didn't win, he has been so successful afterwards, just working with Milligram, obviously, and just a bunch of other producers and things like that. So yeah, I found out that he is the new lead singer, um, which is freaking insane. I mean, this is crazy. So definitely go look him up, listen to some of his songs. My personal favorite that he did on the show was Magdalena. His rendition is just amazing. So just wanted to shout that out because it is very random, but very, very incredible. Okay, now going into today's episode, I recently saw or I recently read a blog post that I did 
gosh, I think it was three years ago. And this is kind of when I first started my whole journey with self-discovery and just being a more positive person and really going after the things that I wanted out of life. So I didn't have this business at the time or anything like that. I didn't even you know, know I could start my own business. But it was interesting to read through that post that I did because basically I just talked about, I think it was like 16 things I learned in 2016, I think is when I wrote it. And it's kind of funny reading it just because a lot of the stuff was so, uh, what's a good word, um, almost cheesy, just things like, you know, be a positive person and just be kind to people and just like all of these little things. And I was thinking about it and while all of that definitely rings true and a lot of the stuff still is true today, there are so many other things that I've learned this past year. Instead of calling today's episode like, you know, things that I learned in 2019 or something like super basic like that, I wanted to put a little twist on it. So today I'm going to be talking about 11 things that you guys, the diaspora, taught me this year. So there's a lot of things and All of these things are based on conversations that I've had with our followers, with my friends. I think if I had never started this brand, I would have never, none of this would have ever happened. So anyway, I'm having trouble putting it into words. But yeah, these are just a collection of things. I kind of just did a brain dump last night and I wanted to share them with you guys. So number one is that Your story is constantly influencing those around you. So this was inspired by a quote that I saw on Instagram recently. And the quote said, your name is in rooms your feet haven't even entered yet. And that really resonated with me because, gosh, it's, it's so crazy to think about that. It's like people that you don't even know, people that you might not even get to meet, you know, face to face in your lifetime are people who are talking about you and your brand and how much it's impacted them. And for some people, this might just be, oh, that's a cool brand. They make shirts. I like the shirts. I buy them. That's that. But I think for other people, and it's totally fine if you know that's how you see it, completely okay. But I think for a lot of us, it's kind of turned into this network of people who are coming together and just realizing that, hey, you know, I'm not alone. And there's a lot of people who have gone through similar experiences and can really relate to, I guess, our upbringing in general as diaspora. So yeah, that quote just really struck a chord. And I still get messages saying things like, oh my goodness, I just listened to your podcast episode about your dad. And it really helped me when I was going through the same thing, or I live in an area where there aren't a lot of Balkan people. And this is the one thing that helps me stay in tune with my culture. It means a lot to me um, that I can, you know, be that, like, it's not just me, I shouldn't say just me, but just the brand in general, the fact that it can serve that purpose for someone is really powerful. And it's funny, like it's been over a year since like my dad passed and that whole thing, which I'm sure you guys are familiar with, so I won't spend too much time on it. But probably a month or two ago, I had this Bosnian girl follow me on my personal Instagram account. And 
you know, I figured, oh, we probably have like mutual followers or you know, friend of a friend. That's usually how this kind of goes. I looked and we didn't have any mutual followers, but for whatever reason, she had found my account. So I went through her pictures and I realized that she just lost her dad probably a few weeks prior, just based on the things that she was posting. So like I said, I didn't even know this girl, but I felt compelled to reach out to her and I ended up sharing that loss episode and we just kind of bonded over that. She said it really helped her out. So just stuff like that. That's the kind of mark that I want to leave on this world. I don't want it to just be about making shirts and making money. Like to me, that is so superficial and that's not at all, you know, what I stand for. And I think a lot of you guys have probably figured that out by now. So anyway, so that's that is just you're, I'm constantly influencing people and it's crazy to think that that is possible. But honestly, on a larger scale, like without social media, like this, you know, this wouldn't even be possible, which is crazy. So number two, another thing that you guys taught me going back to that whole podcast episode about dealing with loss and just a lot of things that I've been through since that happened. Number two would be your dad is always with you no matter where you go. So not just from, I guess, diaspora like followers, but just in my personal life, this is something that has really been reinforced in a lot of different ways. And one of the hardest things that I had to do recently was we had to get rid of my dad's old car, which was really hard. So yeah, it was very special and just something that had been with my family since we came to the States. Great car, um, 2001 Ford Expedition. And yeah, it was just super special, but we figured the best thing to do would be to trade it in um, or sell it and then get a new car for myself. And then my brother would just take the car that I had been driving. So more so just logistically and you know financially, it just made the most sense. I honestly think about even if my dad were still here, he would eventually like have to probably get rid of the car and sell it. You know, something would go wrong, wouldn't be able to drive it. It was in great condition, but yeah, I'm not going to get into too much detail. It just made the most sense to, unfortunately, as hard as it was, get rid of that car and get a new car. So I did get a new car recently back in September, and I was able to get the car fully in my name, which is awesome. So I got a 2019 Volkswagen Tiguan. So love that car so much. I don't know. There's just something about it. I honestly probably should have maybe like test drove other cars but I just didn't like I test drove this one and I just knew it was right I don't know I love it so much but um anyway I ended up naming my car Zlatan after my dad just because it just I don't know I, I just wanted to do it. I shouldn't have to explain that right you guys know that I'm a very spiritual person and I'm a big believer in just different signs from the universe or you know from God whatever you believe in and ever since he passed away there have been a lot of things that have happened and things that just remind me that he's still around especially when I like least expect it. So one of those things is I always look at like butterflies or like ladybugs as a sign of, you know, someone who has passed. And so funny, I was talking about this with someone just about the whole thing with signs and ladybugs and whatever. And I remember right after that, um, I ended up going to wash my car. I washed my car 
And as I was pulling up to like clean the inside, I obviously opened all the doors and everything like that. And of course, when I went to go get the vacuum, I came back and on my door, there was a ladybug on the inside. And I was like, oh my goodness, this was, keep in mind, probably, I think this was the first time I'd actually washed my car. So that was really crazy. And then it happened again. Like I had also talked about the ladybug thing with someone and Later that day, I went outside and there was a ladybug on my car. So take it how you want to take it. But there's just like little things that you start to notice. And I think it's really crazy. But I'm really grateful for that. And it's just nice to be reminded of those things. Okay, so on a lighter note, um, number three is that You can do nothing every once in a while and you shouldn't feel guilty about it. So I'm the type of person who is constantly on about everything and it's really hard for me to just flip that switch and turn it off and not focus so much on work. Like I have the hardest time putting on a Netflix show and sitting still for like 40 minutes because the whole time I'm just thinking about things that I could be working on for Vulcan Bread and then I start to feel guilty about not working on it and it's like this constant kind of battle that you face with yourself Um, and I know I'm not the only one that deals with this. I think a lot of people who are self-employed like have that inside of them just because when you're doing something that you love so much, it's not going to really feel like work. I mean, I shouldn't say never like it's going to feel like work. It's obviously certain things, you know, they're just mundane and they have to be done. But for the most part, it doesn't feel like you're working because you do love it so much and you know that you're making an impact on people no matter what. So I've kind of learned to, you know, say, hey, you can't work all the time because, yeah, you do have to recharge your batteries. And um, this is something people remind me of. They're like, you work so hard, like, you know, give yourself a break. And I had the hardest time doing that for sure, especially the beginning of this year. I think towards the end, I've kind of (laughs) gotten to the point where I was drained, like just drained in general. Really, you can do nothing for an hour and you'll be fine. That's something I have to tell myself. Sometimes you just need that. You just need to lay around. And like my guilty pleasure are those like trash, like reality TV shows because I like to have something playing in the background to where I'm not, I don't have to think too much about what's going on. I can just kind of watch it and just like laugh at those people's lives and feel a little bit better about myself at least. But I think everyone has to have that thing where it's like, don't worry so much about your business all the time at least. The next one, number four is another quote um, that I saw recently, but definitely something that was stressed to me a lot, um, especially by other like-minded people and other other followers that do have their own businesses and side hustles, if you will. So number four is do what you have to do until you can do what you want to do. I believe that a lot of people glamorize entrepreneurship you know, being your own boss, getting to have your own schedule, all of these different things. The reality of it is like right now I'm sitting in my living room, literally on the ground in my pajamas, like I haven't even gotten ready for the day trying to record this. And I have about 5 million other things to do after this. So anyway, it's definitely not glamorous. 
if you've ever looked anything up about starting your own business and being your own boss, you'll probably find all these videos of guys telling you to just, you know, quit your day job and just pursue what you want to do. And while all of that sounds really great while you're watching the video and you are starting to feel like, oh my God, it's like, yeah, I need to quit and I need to just do what I want to do. Like life's too short, all these things, you know, you don't want to make a stupid decision at the same time. And unfortunately, it's not that simple. And there are all kinds of things like bills that you have to worry about. So in most cases, when you're first starting out, doing what you love may not pay all of your bills. And that's okay. We live in a society where we want instant gratification with everything that we do. And you can't rush success. You can't rush being a sensation and suddenly making all this money, like it's just not going to happen. I mean, I shouldn't say that it's not going to happen. It could still happen very well, but in most cases, that's just, you know, not the reality of it. So it kind of sucks when you're living on this thrill and this high of, you know, bringing your idea to life and you're super excited about it, but you know, you're maybe not in the position to quit your nine to five job and pursue it. And you shouldn't feel guilty about that either. I think a lot of people are like, well, you know, I guess that means my idea sucks. And I guess that means I'm a failure and I can't do it. And that's so far from the truth. It's just one of those things where you have to be really good with time management and you have to really want it. You could be in the position where you're working all day, you come home and you work on your other business. And that sounds exhausting, but honestly, that's exactly what it is. That's what you're doing until you can get to where you want to be. So do what you have to do until you can do what you want to do and don't feel guilty about it. Okay, number five, I have a lot to say about this one. And I think a lot of people need to hear this more than anything. So number five is don't compare your journey to anyone else's. The amount of times that my friends and I have talked about just opening up Instagram or Facebook or Twitter and just seeing another engagement photo is absolutely insane. And I think whenever we see these types of milestone photos, We are excited for that person, but we also can't help but feel a sense of jealousy and maybe even anger because we just haven't hit that milestone yet. Like we're not there yet. And a lot of things that happen are we start questioning ourselves and thinking, you know, all these different thoughts like, if only I'd cha- I hadn't changed my major so I could just graduate early, or maybe I should have given that guy another chance, even though he wasn't the greatest guy, just so I wouldn't have ended up alone. All of these negative thoughts start swirling in your head, and we don't need that in our lives. We really don't. It's hard because a lot of the times it's not just you putting that pressure on yourself. It's your friends and your family members and all of these people who, you know, they do love you and they want what's best for you, but sometimes they don't realize how their comments can come across and things like, oh, well, why aren't you dating anyone? Or, you know, why aren't you doing this? And all of these things. And a lot of the times you are doing other things that really matter to you. And a lot of the times they just need to kind of calm down, (laughs) realize that like, hey, I'm still young. I still have a long way to go. And yes, I understand that life is short, but that's why I'm doing all of these other things that make me happy. And 
there are going to be so many things in life that you just cannot plan out and you can't control. And I think that's the hardest part is just coming to terms with that. So I'm a firm believer that everyone is on their own unique path in this life and you shouldn't just automatically jump to conclusions or make assumptions about someone solely based on a picture you saw on Instagram. I know that sounds like common sense and you're well, yeah, obviously it's just social media. Like there's so much more to their life that I don't see. You can make your life look so perfect online and then behind the scenes you could be struggling so much and no one would even be able to tell which is insane to me but that's just the reality of it you're never going to be able to fully know what's going on in someone's relationship unless you've sat down with those people and asked them in person like you just can't see a photo and automatically think someone's happy because I've seen a lot of those photos and then all of a sudden it's like short-lived and it doesn't last yeah don't feel bad please do not feel bad about yourself if you're not there yet going back to it there's a lot of things that you can't 100% control in your life You can't control when you're going to fall in love. You can't control when you're going to lose someone that you love. And in most cases, you can't even control when you're going to graduate school because, at least here in the U.S., the school system is so freaking complicated. Now, that doesn't mean you can't control certain aspects of it. Okay, you want to fall in love, so you start going on dates and being more open to meeting new people, of course, but... You can't just pick someone and be like, okay, this is the person for me. It just doesn't work like that. And that's the same thing with losing someone you love. You can't predict that. And that's the thing you just never know when it's going to happen to you. For school, you can be on the right track and you can be meeting with your advisor and making sure you're taking the right classes and really busting your butt to make ends meet. But still, it might take you another year, another semester. And honestly, that's okay. I mean, this is a whole other subject. Could do a whole episode just talking about schooling and stuff. But yeah, I mean, things are complicated and you shouldn't feel bad about yourself if you're not where you want to be just yet because you will get there. And for all the other people who are doubting you, they just need to kind of back off a little bit. And sometimes when people make those comments, a lot of times it will come out of a place of love because they want what's best for you. But sometimes it comes from a place of lack. They're lacking something in their lives and they want to see it fulfilled by someone else that they love. So that's a lot of times when I'm just going to say planning a wedding or something, for instance. So Maybe your mom never had a big wedding and she's so into the your wedding planning process because she never had that big wedding, but maybe you want a small wedding and then she just doesn't, you guys don't see eye to eye and that's because she almost wants to live in that moment too. Um, and unfortunately, it just doesn't work that way and it's your life and you kind of have to make those decisions for yourself. But at the same time, you have to be happy for your friends and your family when they complete these milestones because I think you can only be truly happy for these people if you're truly happy with yourself. So 
It's completely normal to think, when is my time going to come? I'm doing all of these things right and nothing is happening. And it gets frustrating, but at the same time, you have to remember and you have to remind yourself, everyone is on a unique journey. Everyone is on a different path and my path isn't going to look like someone else's. And that's okay because who knows, maybe my journey is going to be that much more special and the story is going to be that much more memorable. So why do I need to rush into things? Yeah, your time is coming. It is coming. I said it. I'm speaking it into existence for all of you. So just hang in there. It's going to it's gonna work out. Things are going to work out. So I feel like that was like a TED talk or something. Okay, let me get to the next point. Number six is Quit spending time running your business and focus on growing your business. So this one might actually sound a little counterintuitive. How are you going to have a business in the first place if you're not concentrated on running it? So I understand that completely. And I think this will make the most sense to people who already have their own businesses. You kind of understand what I'm saying here. So There's a lot of things like everyday things that you have to do, whether it's like sending out tracking information or customer service types of things that you're dealing with, social media scheduling. There's so many other components that go into your business. And the problem is that I tend to spend a lot of time doing these things and that kind of eats away from the time that I could be doing other things that actually help grow this business. So you know, you really can't do it all by yourself. And one of the things that I'm thinking of doing, actually, I'm going to do it. Screw it. I'm not even going to think about it anymore because I have to do this, is to hire a virtual assistant for 2020 because I just sat here and I made a list before this episode of things that someone else could do for me. I could teach them how to do these things. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, that is a lot of stuff. But if I could have someone else do this, it would be such a better use of my time because then I can focus on the more big picture stuff, things like printing the shirts in the Balkans and shipping them out from there and working with different nonprofits and having percentages of the sales be donated. These bigger picture things that I want to do, but sometimes it's like, well, you have to deal with this package that got lost in the mail. Of course, that's important too. Don't get me wrong, but you could totally have someone else kind of help you out with that. And it's gotten to the point where I've realized, looking back, how much I did on my own starting out. Like, holy crap, I really did not give myself enough credit. And I think it's because I didn't even realize like all the things that I was doing because I was so consumed in, oh my God, this is my business. I have to you know, make sure everything's good to go and perfect and right and all of these things. So I didn't even realize, oh my God, like looking back on every little thing that I would do each day is just crazy to me. So yeah, I learned that I think just from talking to other entrepreneurs and people that have their own businesses. So definitely, definitely important to, you know, divvy up your time, look where you can outsource things and do the things that you really love. So number seven is a really good one because I think one of the main purposes of Balkan bread is to bring together all of the nationalities and make sure that no man is left behind, so to speak. So I think we shouldn't focus on our differences as much as maybe older generations do. But what I've come to realize with having this platform and talk to you guys is that 
there are more Balkan people out there who want to make a change than there are people who want to focus solely on our differences. It's just a matter of finding them and reaching out to them. So a really good example of this are our ambassadors. So Oh my goodness, love our ambassador group and I want to grow the program even more next year. It's just been amazing working with these people and it's like we're all from whatever different countries but at the same time we relate so much to things and just seeing like the comments and the love that they have for each other is super amazing to me and it's great to know that you have those people backing up your brand like that is so reassuring to me because the last thing I would want is to have all of these arguments kind of happen over like petty issues things that have happened in the past but what I found is that we can have really intelligent conversations with each other and we all have these really different backgrounds and upbringings and you know some of us come from mixed families versus others who don't and it's oh my god I love hearing everyone's perspective because a lot of times the only perspectives that you're gonna have on kind of touchy subjects like that are from your family or your immediate friends and it's really great to hear from people things that they're struggling with just because something that really bothers me is that people just pick out a certain nationality and because one person who belonged to that nationality did something really, really bad, will automatically assume that, you know, that nationality is bad. Like anyone that is that nationality is an awful person. And I hate that so much. Obviously, I have not been through the experiences like during the war that a lot of people did, those really traumatic events, things like that completely understand why some people would have these strong feelings towards other groups. I completely get that. But at the same time, I don't think you should just completely discredit someone for the person that they are just because of what group they belong to. I think that's kind of ridiculous and I just don't believe in it. I think it's really dumb and you need to give, you need to treat everyone as a human being. That's just how, where I'm coming from. And I think my ambassadors like fully support that too. So, okay. Number eight, collaboration over competition. Always, always, always. I've never had something, I guess, bad happen from like collaborating with someone, especially if it's a good friend of mine or just another business where I love their initiative and I love what they're doing. So Support your friends' businesses, their side hustles, whatever it may be, even if their business is just starting out from the ground up, your support means the world to them. Trust me when I say this. It means the world. Go support them. Just do it. Please do it. Seriously. It's going to make such a huge impact on them and it's going to kind of keep that spark alive with what they're doing and their initiative and You just need to tell people that what they're doing matters. It's so important. So anyway, going back to making connections with people, there's no such thing as making a quote unquote bad connection because someone that you talk to could be the person that you didn't even know you needed to help you to get your business to where it wanted to be. Feel like I need to say that again. So, <laughs> no such thing as making a bad connection because you never know who you're going to talk to, and that person could be the difference between your business making X amount of money this year versus X amount of money the next year. You never know. So, 
And if that person can't help you, a lot of times you can connect them with someone else who is working on a similar project or, oh, I need someone to code my website. Oh, hey, let me get my friend to help you out. Things like that. So, so important. And people will be eternally grateful for that. While we're on this point, I do also want to give a shout out to my friend Adna. Adna, if you're listening, she actually started this really cool group. I've been in touch with her for probably a few months lately. She actually found me on LinkedIn, which is really interesting. But anyway, she made a group called the Beha Founders Network. It is a free peer-to-peer Slack community dedicated to connecting business owners and creative-minded individuals. So the idea behind it is connecting business owners who are, I'm just using like the US and Canada as an example, to the youth back home or business owners in Bosnia, which is really interesting. And basically, the point of it is just to obviously connect us, make these connections and exchange ideas, encourage each other, be a place where you can vent about maybe even problems that we're having in our businesses and kind of work together to see how we can solve those problems together. If you guys are interested in joining that, I will have either an email or some type of link in the show notes of this podcast episode. So ideally, if you have your own business or you're really um, interested in being like a mentor for um, someone back home who has a startup, something along those lines, definitely recommend checking it out. There's so many cool people in the group and I just love chatting with them and kind of exchanging different ideas. We are almost to the end and thank you for sticking around. Um, If you're still listening, I really do appreciate it. But number nine, which has been reinforced in so many different ways. And I'm constantly shocked to learn where our diaspora live because we're quite literally everywhere. So number nine is there are diaspora on every inch of this planet and you will never stop connecting with them. I did not know there were Bosnians in Iceland. Did anyone else know that? I learned that I think last year and I was just baffled. Like, first of all, Iceland does not have a big population anyway. So the fact that our people somehow ended up there is just crazy. Um, I think I talked to someone who lives in South Africa that is from Bosnia. Also insane to me. So many different places. And one of my favorite things is getting to meet these people and getting to connect with them. Like, when I learned there were Bosnians in Iceland, I like, you know, found this girl and was like, hey, can I send you a shirt? Like, please, like this would be such a cool photo and literally got a photo like at the Blue Lagoon in Iceland. So brownie points, if you guys remember that picture from last year, but it's literally just the craziest thing to me. So I do have just like a cute story of something that happened um, this year. It was literally the sweetest thing. I did not expect it. And I had someone reach out. So basically what was happening, this was back in March, I believe. I was visiting Zadina in Michigan, one of my close friends. So me and Manella went and we decided to go to Toronto for like a day or two. And I remember posting because I love meeting up with you guys and, you know, just even if it's like grabbing a coffee or something, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm so keen to like meet our followers and stuff. So I posted about it and I had this girl named Azra reach out to me and basically she said, hey, I've been listening to your podcast for a while now, really keeps me going at work. 
And I noticed that you're going to be in Toronto. I'm right by Toronto. Like I go to school here. I would love to meet you talking back and forth with her. And um, we ended up like figuring out a time to meet super excited. So um, we're going to go meet her and it, oh my God, it was freezing cold. First of all, if you guys don't know, I live in Atlanta, so I'm from Southern part of the U S and we don't really get snow. So it was freezing cold. It was snowing. Yeah. Just freezing. We were walking to the train station where we were going to meet her and we ended up meeting her literally the sweetest person ever. I can't remember if I've told the story before, but Maybe I have. If I have, I'm sorry, but (laughs) you can listen to it again. We met up with her and she was like waiting for us. And she's like, oh my gosh, keep in mind, I've never met this girl before. I don't even know like if we have mutual friends or anything like that. Absolutely. Like first time just meeting someone essentially. And she shows up, oh my gosh, I got you guys like a train ticket. And she's like, oh, and I got this for you too. And she literally bought us Canada mittens the sweetest little gift ever. We ended up just spending the rest of the day together. We did so many things. It felt like we had known her for a long time, which was awesome. And we actually found out that her and Zadina were from the same part of Sarajevo, literally like neighbors, and they didn't even know it. Very crazy. But as many diaspora as there are out there, I feel like it can be a relatively small world too with the fact that there are just so many of us out there. And I think it's such a crazy thing, but it's also a wonderful thing. It's like no matter where you go, you might just bump into someone who is from the Balkans. On to number 10. So number 10 is even when people try to copy your idea, you shouldn't worry because you have such a great group of people backing you up. So I can't remember if I spoke about this at all, but I did have this happen earlier this year. So obviously Balkan Bread is a registered business. Copyright laws exist, trademarks, all of these things that I've looked into and made sure that all of our designs are protected, that kind of thing. However, I did have an incident earlier this year where another account was making shirts that were very, very similar to the ones from our coordinates collection. So it's a little unfortunate. I was kind of confused as to how that came about. And even at the time, their Instagram looked so similar to ours. So I, of course, like to believe in the best in people, and I almost didn't want to believe that someone was like copying our idea, essentially. So yeah, I was pretty upset just because, you know, this is something that I've obviously worked on, spent a lot of time on, and it sucks when you see someone else doing it. But now looking back on it, something that I can look back and kind of laugh at kind of became this comical thing. But at the same time, I knew it wasn't right. And it wasn't one of those things where it was really sabotaging our business, which is why I wasn't too, too worried about it. But at the same time, it hurts to kind of see like someone essentially copy you and do want to do the same thing. I mean, looking back on it, I'm kind of flattered. Like the fact that, you know, it's like, oh, you came up with this idea and it was so good that someone else wanted to take it too. Kind of crazy that that even managed to happen. Luckily, they ended up taking down the designs. I don't want to get too into it because it really just doesn't even matter now. So I wrote for number 11, not everyone has a heart as big as yours. Definitely don't want to come off as like conceited or I can't even think of a word for it. 
it's taken me a while because I'm such an optimist and I really do believe in the best in people and I want to help everyone. And at the same time, like while that can be such a great strength of mine, it is also such a hindrance and a weakness when it comes to dealing with people. And I'm the type of person where I want to help everyone and I want to put my heart and soul into everything that I do. And I shouldn't have to do that all the time. I really shouldn't. It's just my character and who I am. But I think in certain situations, I have to remind myself to step back. You need to remember the equal give and take. Yes, you can go out of your way and do something for someone. If that's what you feel is right in the moment in your heart, like go for it, do it. But you shouldn't always have to do that, especially if that person isn't giving you back the exact same kind of effort and energy. So I know that's like very vague and it's kind of general, but it could literally be applied to so many things when it comes to friendships or relationships or just anything in general when you're helping someone. That's something that I've learned is that I do have a big heart and I shouldn't just put it out there all the time. I don't have to give everything away. I don't have to tell a person every single detail uh, about my life as I sit here recording this podcast, (laughs) but I hope you catch my drift and understand what I mean by that. It's, I don't know, not everyone's going to have a big heart and you just kind of have to realize that. So those are all of the things, 11 things. There are probably a million other things too, But I think these were the main highlights that I wanted to cover. And I wanted to let you guys know that I do hear you and I am listening all the time to what you guys have to say and your feedback. And just because I may not reply to like an Instagram DM doesn't mean I didn't see it and I didn't write it on the notes in my phone or make a note of it and take it into consideration. So I hope this episode served as a reminder that you guys are constantly teaching me things and I think one of the greatest things that an entrepreneur can do is really listen and listen to their audience and their mentors and just listen. It doesn't mean you necessarily have to do everything that a person is telling you you should do. However, listening is such a great skill and the more that you listen, the more that you're going to learn and think about things that you really would not have considered or thought about otherwise. So I'm grateful that you guys are open and willing to share your opinions on this platform. That's exactly what it's here for. And yeah, I think that's all I have to say. So that is it for this episode. I really hope that you guys enjoyed it. And as always, if you do have any suggestions or ideas or would like to nominate someone to be on an upcoming podcast episode, you can actually send us an email. So the email address is hello, just like the word hello, at balkanbread.com with the subject line podcast. So thank you guys for listening again. And oh, before we go, if you made it to the end of this episode, take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram story. Be sure to tag us and let me know which number was your favorite from this episode. And yeah, I think that's it. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys. 